just trust me, okay? This is a very, very special. I gotta put some bass in my voice because this is very <laughs> testosterone angled. Um, sports oh goodness, edition, and this is a sports edition of what? Just trust me, okay? So this is still Michael. However, I am joined by none other than the lovely producer Liz. Hello, darling. Hello, glad and to be here. we've also got rising coach superstar. <laughs> yes. Cyrus Boggery. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I'm so glad you're here for Selection Sunday, which I will, I'll go ahead and say it. Did not even know about it till today. So, well, actually, I knew about it as about a month ago when, when this was first proposed in our meeting. But here we go. So we're here for Selection Sunday, and we're going to kick it off with talking about some hot topics for what's going on with that. Because there's more than just hot topics in entertainment. There's hot topics in sports. So um, we just ended a very controversial last year going on with selections for COVID-19 turmoil issues. So we're going to start by talking about you wanted to hit on Blue Bloods. So blue Bloods. take away. Go ahead. All right. The definition of a blue blood, a blue blood team is pretty much defined as Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. Yep. They're all blue team. They're all that blue in their mascot and their colors, and uh, they are considered the blue bloods of college basketball. Now, the biggest ones I know from the blue bloods, according to what I understand, are Duke and Kentucky. Those are the standout, correct? And Cyrus actually loves both of those teams dearly, right? <laughs> yeah, love them, love them. Um, uh, I... You say stand up, but they're all they're all right in there. They're right in yeah. there. Yeah, and and we want you talk about controversy. The sports world would be flipped upside down if some way Duke is allowed in the tournament. Everyone everyone has them out, and the, and you would say that there's no way. But boy, the 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 conspiracy the conspiracy Kentucky conspiracy ooh. theorist in me says there's somehow they're going to sneak in there. <laughs> there's, and, so there's Kentucky definitely chance. is out, De- but Duke does. may not be. Well, so why? What would get them back in? So when when all of this starts uh, at you know you play your college season and you have a regular season and then at the end of each season each conference plays a conference tournament. If you win your conference tournament, it doesn't matter how bad of a team you were, mm-hmm. you get an automatic bid to March Madness. Okay. But right. since Kentucky Kentucky had a rough year, did not win their tournament. So you know now there's nobody has said Kentucky's not in, but but as basketball yes, fans, we I, know that they're not going to be they're selected. They're not anywhere yeah. they're well they don't even have a winning record. Yeah, and I yeah. think I don't think there's a criteria for a winning record by the no. selection committee, but you just know they're not gonna it be selected. doesn't happen unless you win your yeah, conference yeah. tournament. Now now Duke was interesting because they were kind of close they were kind of on the bubble and then they actually were doing really well in their conference tournament and then a COVID something happened. They had an outbreak. Of, yeah, outbreak with COVID and they had to cut their season and right there. And it may have just been due to incidental contact. Nobody on the team yeah. per se has it. Yeah. It yeah. could have been Coach K. <laughs> so when so when you say that there was the outbreak that happened, what happened this time last year? What's your recollection on that? They so just touched on it for, briefly. For Liz and I, as as avid avid March Madness fans, it it was last year was tragedy to not have We didn't March, have it. Yeah. Didn't have it at all. Uh, so this go ahead. Time, How did that time, come this about? This time last year, and I remember because I was in a, I was in my uh, go adult ahead. timeout. <laughs> the clink. The clink. So go ahead. And of course, we watched TV. And of course, uh, basketball was all over right. that. Basketball was all over it, and the conference tournaments all stopped about three days ago. This time last year, there was there was one conference, and I want to say it was the Big East. 
the day after, after everyone had, and, and I actually remember, my wife told me that the uh, Ivy League was not going to have their tournament. And that was the first. That was the I, first one. I said, you're crazy. That There's no way they would do that. And then, uh-huh. and then my wife even said, "There's not. they probably won't even be March Madison. I said, there, there's no way. There will definitely be March Madison. And then, of course, you Done. know. There, there and that was actually yeah. when I was going to get out. On I got out March 29th. I was going to be able to go and hang out with my son and watch the Elite Eight game. And you probably could not wait. And, and I then, couldn't wait. Yep. And but there, but there was one, I think it was the Big East, after everyone had quit, the Big East was trying to still do it without fans, and they actually played like a half. There was like, you know, two obscure teams, Rutgers and St. John's or something were playing. Or not Rutgers, they're Big Ten. But somebody was playing. It probably they, looked like there were, it was COVID anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. And then they, 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 you know, at halftime they said, we're not coming back out. We're postponing. And then everything, of course, uh, changed. And there were some people who actually wanted Selection Sunday still hap- to happen, even though we weren't going to have a tournament, just to get you know the teams up there and stuff. I don't know how that would have worked, but this is like this isn't quite like a holiday, but th- for a sports fan, this is <laughs> for a sports big. fan, this is like election it's a day. It's election day yeah. because you're not you don't you're not at a specific game. It's just you're sitting in front of the TV looking to see who's in, who's out. So yes, let's circle yes, back yes. to the Blue Bloods. You said you had a lot to say about that. So why is this a point of contention that people should care about that are actively watching? A Kentucky, having Kentucky and Duke, neither one of those teams in the tournament, they're the ones who carry the ratings. Yeah. I mean, so what, so Kentucky, with them carrying the ratings and them not being necessarily huge contenders this year, does that mean you're thinking that basically no one's going to care? No one may. It won't, not to that extent, but it'll okay. hurt. It'll, it'll hurt. It's going to hurt ratings bad time. because. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like what's going to hurt ratings is that nobody is going to be out in the bleachers. It, well, and, and, <laughs> no, well, that may actually help ratings because if nobody's at the bleachers, yeah. everybody's got to watch it on TV. But, oh, this is true. But this sports true. ratings this past year have, have been down a little bit, um, you know. For whatever reason, obviously COVID has affected everything. Yeah, but but you know, not having not having Kentucky and Duke is really really. Big. I know it's it's kind of like, well, what do I do? Do I <laughs> do I actually care? So if you were to compare this to something that was going on in the NBA, what would be comparable as to what two key teams in so the like NBA? If the, if the Lakers, the Lakers and the Celtics, Celtics yeah, were not. Yeah. Okay, if they were just out doing nothing. Yeah. Gotcha. If LeBron, LeBron James did not make the playoffs. Okay, yeah, now that yeah. would be yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But but you just you know in a normal setting you would have you'd have Kentucky and Duke you know when, once Thursday when when March you know when the sixty four field of sixty four starts uh, you'll have games on all day you'll have games on TBS on, uh, on TBS yeah uh, what's the other uh, True, true, t- true, true yeah. TV so there's four channels and normally if Kentucky TNT, or Duke TBS True yeah. TV and CBS there you go oh, okay and so all if, the Viacom channels yeah. yes and so if like Kentucky or Duke were playing. You're gonna have Duke or Kentucky on CBS All of us. at yes. like at like the big seven time. o'clock yes, at yeah. night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Kentucky so having, will be on Thursday night. Duke will yeah. be on Friday, or vice versa. Yeah. And so not having them just it takes a little bit away. But the fun thing about the tournament, and and you know if you if you're listening, you've never really paid attention to the tournament. Right. The fun thing about the tournament is anything can happen. Yeah. So you've got you've got people like Liz and I who like to pretend like we Watch know what we're all talking the time about. and like you oh, and sit we, there with them. And we'll fill out our bracket and there's a good chance we'll both be really, oh, yeah. really wrong. And it's so fun because all of these obscure teams 
uh, you know, there's going to be a handful of teams that pop up out of nowhere that end up winning, right? And 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 makes the tournament fun, even though what I think will the really unpredictability. Hurt, yeah, I think will really hurt is when we get to like the the final four. As if yeah, because nobody blood cares in. if you don't have a blue blood yeah, in the that's final where, four. That's yeah, where everybody it really loves hurts. everybody loves the uh, Sister Jean yeah, story yeah, yeah. until it becomes Sister Jean's in the final four. Then nobody's watching. Who, who is who is back this year? You know you don't know nope, anything go ahead. about Sister Jean. Drop it, Sister Jean. What is it, DePaul? It's Loyola, Loyola in Chicago. Loyola. Oh no 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 no! I do know this story. Okay, okay. I have become familiar. So go ahead, fill them who, in. Who I think I think she is ninety six now. Yes, I'm not sure. Yes, but yes. but two. It was she's, it was, not, she's older than me, which is crazy. <laughs> For once, the one person older than Liz. Uh, I think three. It was either two or three years ago. Yep. Loyola made a run to the final four, uh-huh. and their mascot, you know, who nobody really. I think it's like a bulldog or something, but nobody knows because their mascot became it's Sister Jean. Uh, Sister Jean. Yes, and they would wheel her out in her wheelchair, yep. and she'd sit there and cheer and everything. Thing, and she became a celebrity of that March I, That's Madness. why I know who yes, she is, yes. even me. Yep. And so that's one of the fun things about March Madness. And, and you know, I think about living in this area. Uh, it was probably like eight or nine years ago when VCU went to the Final Four. Okay. Uh, and it was it was a huge deal in this area. Of and it was, course. It was really the yes, story VCU of March Madness. VCU and Butler played, yeah. and then UConn and Kentucky yes. played. Yeah, and yes, of course, yes. that's so big. This area being Hampton Roads, game. of course. Yep. And, and that's what happens. You know, and we love the upset and stuff, and it's interesting. A lot of people talk about how fun the upsets are in March Madness. But then when you get to the, the Final Four and stuff, if you don't have blue bloods in it it loses its luster oh, yeah. a lot and so not and so when when you already start the tournament you don't have you know uh duke or kentucky already from the jump it's you know obviously not it's gonna, gonna be, gonna final be four. it's gonna be just really yeah. weird and it's so, not be, coming from a kentucky it's either how one. do you no, think no. that last year's issues have affected what's going on this year and who's up there and who's going to be leading the way yeah so obviously they're going to be in in the butt now the NBA had had their little bubble where they all went to Orlando and they stayed in these, I think it was like three or four resorts, and they kept everything nice and nobody was allowed in, nobody was allowed out, and, and they, okay. they catered to the – and so college basketball is going to try and do this uh, – now you've got you've got eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year old kids. Right, you've got to keep. But them they will confined. be in Indiana. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, <laughs> there's nothing to do, so they'll be okay. Why didn't Kentucky fall into Tennessee? <laughs> Indiana sucks. There you go. There you My go. gosh. So like it, it's going to be an interesting aspect, and, and you know one of the aspects will be these Big Ten, more so these Big Ten schools that are going to be close to home. But I think what will be more important is a school like Gonzaga, which is where. I have no idea. Oh, come on, Spokane. Eric. There you go. So, <laughs> so, That's in Washington. I was going to say Spokane, Washington. <laughs> I do know where he Spokane is. It's a geography lesson. So yeah, a, a school, you said that's going to happen with a few of these too. So that's good. We're going to keep going well, with that. You got a school like Gonzaga from Washington, where in a normal tournament, the first you know two rounds they would be playing maybe in Seattle uh-huh. or somewhere like that. And now Gonzaga, who's going to be the number one seed, will have to travel to all the Indiana. way to Indiana. To Indiana. So, to so play have in they? Butler's so Indiana. why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Indiana. Why? I think the NCAA is is based there. They yeah. have the hotel room. Okay. They have several. And that's where they'll they make have, their I was going to say, selection. so that is an impartial selection. Yeah, yeah. Bloomington okay. is close to Indianapolis. Yeah. You've got a bunch of different facilities. That's okay. a facilities they can They can host it there. Well, yeah. outside of talking about facilities and hotels, we're going to go ahead and take a moment and take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. So we were just talking about what was going on with the Blue Bloods. Let's go ahead and move on into the topic of bubbles. Go ahead. Why is this topic so important? What's going on with that? Cyrus, is, Liz, who wants to chime I'll in? I'll start. I'll start. It starts really kind of at the first of basketball season. Actually, the last of the at the end of the thing. So Joe Lenardi does his uh, bracketology. Yep. And it's a prediction that's an ongoing thing of who's going to be in and out of the tournament so, based on what they're doing. So think about it real quick, Eric. There's someone, okay. there's someone, and, and she and, and Liz just hit on it. There's somebody who their job they is get paid they to get paid this. to like throughout the season try and predict who's going to be in this in this bracket that we have. And he is known as Joey Buckets or Joey Brackets. Joey and, Brackets. And <laughs> everybody, and all basketball fans know him as you know this guy that will try and predict the. So as as. Weird is it? You know, this guy is actually paid to do that. It's just crazy to think yes, about. Yes, he's like a he's actually a college professor. Paid like how much are we talking? How much do you think he gets uh, paid? Probably, <laughs> probably way more than I do. A so, lot. He probably gets paid a lot. Yeah. So for those that are out there listening, what is it that he is going on with him as far as these bubbles go? Well, what what happens is the teams that are kind of at the edge, he'll do a last team or the the first four out, the yeah. next four out. And he kind of has lined up these at-large teams that the selection committee may or may not consider. And sometimes they'll go into what he considers the last four out, which usually end up being the talk of Monday and Tuesday on sports radio. Why the hell did VCU (laughs) get in? (laughs) So wondering how that happened. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because we have, you know, everyone is well aware of the bracket and you got this big, big bracket. Right. And this guy is able to almost to a T, correctly predict all the teams that are going to be on this line. Well, he, gets, That's he, crazy. he doesn't get it correct. Of, I Not, mean, he, he revises it every on a weekly basis, yeah. and right now on, a, on an hourly basis yeah. based on what the results are. And, and so. it's, it's pretty impressive because there will be a committee that, that gets everybody. That, that committee, unfortunately, is head by the UK <laughs> athletic director, Mitch Barnhart, which does us absolutely no good since we suck so bad. <laughs> he couldn't even help out this year. Oh, God, yeah. no. And I don't, I don't actually want to watch this team play ever again. <laughs> so and there's the, an article the, that's up here talking about that the two. Then this is from his selection, and this is this whole article is based on talking about Joey Brackets. The two teams that might be in trouble are Drake and St. Louis, who have to sit and wait and can't improve their resume. Yes, they did not win their conference yeah. tournament, and they are sitting on the sidelines and they have to wait. And some of these teams that aren't predicted to get in by resume still may win their conference tournaments, yeah. pushing them back, back beyond yeah. the. And so part of the fun that we will get ready to do when we watch selection Sunday, if you're on a basketball team, you're either, you're either at the coaches and I don't know how COVID will affect this, but usually well, I would assume the players would be in the coaches. I level. would think so. Yeah. So usually you're at the coach's house or in the, in the uh, student center or somewhere cool. And sometimes even at the arena and they have, they have all these fans. So they don't okay. know, think about it. You're on a basketball team. You are hoping to get selected, but you don't right, know. Right. And, and the fun of selection Sunday is you'll watch and then if you're if you're really sadistic, you'll see a team not get selected, <laughs> uh-huh. and, you, and you see them there, and they're just distraught. And then you'll see a team get selected, and of course, jubilation. Everybody freaks and, out. Yeah, yeah so because what fun. happens for the conferences as well as for some of these teams is this is their revenue for the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of these smaller teams, one, you know, one appearance on national TV, yeah. and they're 
they're set with their budget. Mm-hmm. So the other the other topic that's listed on here, nothing changed on the top line with Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and as the four number one seeds, Lunardi's current last four in are Michigan State, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and VCU. His last four buys are Utah State, St. Louis, Seton Hall, and Syracuse, and his first four participants are Colorado State, Boise State, Drake, and Xavier. What are your thoughts? Well, let's start with Louisville. Yeah. They, they beat Kentucky, but <laughs> we, so did everybody. We hate Louisville, though. I hate Louisville. <laughs> we hate Louisville. <laughs> we hate Louisville. So um, why do you hate Louisville? Because they are Kentucky's rival. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you specifically. I specifically Yes, hate as Louisville. she sits here with her Kentucky shirt. Uh-huh. It's, it's <laughs> I've, still, like, I've still got some pride. So if, if you had a sports team shirt on right now, who would that be? So Cyrus. I'm a big Iowa State fan. I, okay. I love the Cyclones. We've had a terrible, even a worse season than Kentucky. We actually did not win a single game in in our conference. Didn't you all have uh, a good player this year? We had a couple of decent players. We had a couple of transfers, and our coach is now kind of kind of on the hot seat. Uh, we just we did not have a good year at all, and, and you know hopefully we'll reset it next year. Kentucky um, has fifty three million reasons why John Calipari is not on the hot yeah, seat. Yeah, well, well, and it's funny in, in mentioning John Calipari, like. You think of one of the things about March Madness is the coaches, and the yeah. coaches actually kind of become the celebrities. They are the celebrities. The it's celebrities. not the players. So, who are the top two celebrities as far as coaches go? Then John Calipari and Mike Shashevsky, it, really? literally, which is interesting. So, we've been talking about Kentucky yeah. and Duke, but it's it's literally those two. I mean, still, yeah. And they're... I can't believe we didn't get into this tournament. Oh no! How accurate is that, Cyrus? Is that is that? It was all COVID's fault. That's, that's you pretty, know? pretty good, and UNC fans will will love COVID's that. Thoughts. Um. One thing, one thing that's interesting that you know just came to my mind in regards to the bubble. Uh, so Georgetown, we had talked about Georgetown. Georgetown won. Georgetown in conference tournament. Won and their co- Patrick Ewing. Really, well, really funny. Yes, we're going to talk about that story in just a moment. Did we talk about the Patrick Ewing story? Yeah, go uh, ahead. Well, like Patrick Ewing, who if is, you want to lead on into that? Coach, yeah, he's coaching Georgetown, and they're playing their games. The Big East tournament plays their games in Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, Garden, the most famous arena, and and. Patrick Ewing a little bit upset because some of the security guards didn't Don't recognize know, yeah. him. I mean, he literally, so he has his, his Don't jersey, recognize him? His yeah, jersey. He's only seven foot tall. <laughs> oh my gosh. His jersey is literally retired, sitting in the rafters, yes. hanging from the rafters yes. in Madison Square Garden, and he's being, you know, asked to show Who are you? So, yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, crazy. Help but, build that place. But but what ends up happening is Georgetown ends up winning their, their conference tournament, not expected to. So now it doesn't matter how bad they, of a team they are because... Because they won their tournament, they get an automatic bid they to, the, get an automatic to the tournament. Bid. So it, it, it's interesting. So when you were talking just a minute ago, you were also touching on the fact about transfers. We just talked about that. There's some issues with transfer rules. So what are some things that you want to talk about as far as contention goes with the transfer rules? Well, this year is going to. It's been different. Uh, players have been allowed to transfer anywhere they want yeah. to because of COVID. Uh, typically, a player has to when he transfers has to enter their transfer po- portal, then sit out a year. And now they're letting them play instantly, so they've almost become free agents. Now, conferences, they may not allow these players to transfer what, what they're, what's called in conference. That means Kentucky cannot have a player transfer to Alabama, but he can have a player transfer to Louisville because Louisville's not in their conference. Okay. And it's all due to its conference affiliation. And the coaches don't like this because they actually have to recruit all the time yeah. and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Get over it. it. These these are kids. They're not right. 
they're not getting paid. They're yeah. not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? So it's it's tough too because coaches essentially we you know the NCAA and, and the NCAA is heavily criticized about this, but the NCAA kind of handcuffs its players on what they can what they can't do. But coaches are kind of free to do as they please in a sense that you know they can leave you know obviously leave a contract or, or leave their school and and go to another school. Um, they're just treated differently, and it's. You know, there's been a lot of probably the past ten years. There's been a lot of fight for the players um, and and the treatment that the NCAA kind of has for them. And um, there have been there have been countless well, class at the lawsuit with Ed Bahan, with Ed uh, Ed O'Bannon, Ed yeah, O'Bannon yeah, uh-huh. from the uh, UCLA 1995 yeah, uh-huh. UCLA team yep, yep. that uh, I mean sued I. Uh, what is it? EA Sports. EA Sports. Yeah. So it's because of his use of his likeness. Right. It's tough. So if you're if you're a college athlete, okay. Um, you've got you're playing in this arena of of twenty thirty thousand people, right? And they all have your jersey on. They're right. all cheering for you. You're and guess making, how much you're making? You're you're pouring. <laughs> I mean, you're making so much money, and you're getting nothing at all. And there's yep. even been stories of I'm going to bed hungry that night. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Of the players? Yes. Well, oh you're, wow, you're, that's you're, tragic. You're a poor college student, you know. In, yeah. in some cases, you don't. Mm-hmm. You know. And and it's just it's just always been a talking point in college basketball and college football, uh, what you should do. And and there there have been you know lately there have been other attempts to try and persuade maybe not to try and persuade but to give open avenues for college basketball players to play somewhere else. Right. Um, even just in the past couple of weeks, there's a there's a. Uh, a channel called Overtime that covers high school basketball. Okay, and they are trying to start their own league for sixteen through eighteen year olds. Okay, where they're going to pay money. They're going to pay money, yeah. which will obviously not let them be eligible for yeah, in, for college. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is going to cause I don't know what's going to happen yeah. with that. That's going to be I, I'm that's going to be a wait and see kind yeah. of a thing for so me. So we're going to take one quick last break before we get into it. So we'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. So we were just talking about how some of the players, they're out there, they're, people are wearing their jersey, people are out there supporting them, and they're going to bed hungry, which brings up to the forefront money and not paying the players. So what are some points of contention there with that? Well, one of the things they're looking at doing is allowing players to get their own endorsement deals. And I think that's... Endorsements for just everything? Endorsements for everything. So why? were they not allowed to before? No, no. And there was even... So why is that? The NCAA has a lot of uh, stringent rules that seem really dumb that everyone say, tries to figure out. Well, it, it was, seems very much. Well, it was to, to try to even the playing field out between yeah. the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. Of, oh, okay. Uh, of the colleges. Yeah, I was like, it seems very two-faced they're because trying, they're, they're making the money off the players, they're but trying, they're not letting them players well, make any of, money. A lot of people would call the NCAA really greedy. Yeah, um, it is what it is. There was a there was a football player for Colorado in the late nineties. I think his name was Jeremy Bloom. He was a he was an Olympic skier and he played on the football team. And he had to make a decision between getting endorsements as an Olympic skier. Uh, well, before even before he was an Olympic skier, getting endorsements and and you know ending his his college football career. And, and he had to you know decide between the two. It's it's always been a it's been a thing that that, that 
has been in the forefront of the NCAA. And then, yeah, yeah there's articles even talking about it from the insider. The NCAA brings in one billion a year. <laughs> one billion. One billion B, B with a billion. And, and most Here's why highest, it refuses to pay its college athletes. Yeah, that's really sad. Most of your highest paid, and, and again, it's tough too because coaches get most of your highest paid. Uh, John Calipari, $9 million yep, dollars yep, a year. Yep, they're, they're usually Lifetime coaches. contract at Kentucky, even yeah. when he retires for $1 million a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it says here, former student athletes argue that the time commitment of playing a college sport, especially at the Division One level, impedes their ability to take advantage of their educational opportunity. Yeah. Yes, it's it's tough, and yeah. uh, but what does what will happen is that as the haves will get more Kentucky yeah. teams like Kentucky that have the following yeah. will get the players. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move on yeah. into Georgetown, Georgia Tech, and Iona. What are what's going on there? So Liz, you tell us about Iona. He's oh. like, I got the others. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rick Patino's Iona, the evil Rick Patino. I, Pat- she, I knew she would want to talk about Iona. Rick Patino, one of the actually, this is a remarkable story though. He's she taken, basically was like foaming at the mouth. Oh, he's he has taken five teams to the NCAA tournament, three teams to the Final Four, won an NCAA tournament with. Well, it used to be two teams, and now it's one. Uh, he had that one taken away. Yeah. At the University of Louisville. Yeah. Uh, but he was the former coach of the University of Kentucky. And they won their conference tournament, surprisingly. And their conference did something interesting to where they were a sixth seed because they only counted the number of wins, not the win and one yeah. and loss percentage. Yeah. Typically, every team plays the same number of conference yeah. games, but because of COVID, yeah. uh, you know, each team played a different amount of games because they were put yeah. on uh, – COVID watch and couldn't play for yeah. whatever reason. This is another crazy COVID case. Yeah. And, and it was interesting. It's interesting too, because when, when we're watching all the conference tournaments there, there have seemingly been more upsets in the conference tournaments. And you know, whether that's because not everyone has, we haven't played a full season in the sense that not right. everyone has had all their games in non-conference the games. The development hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think it'll be interesting leading into March Madness itself if those upsets will continue. Right. Um. You know, what should we look for in that? In the sense that they haven't been able to practice and develop like they normally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were the other two teams? We Georgia, were talking Georgetown Georgia Tech and be- Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, who beat Kentucky after not practicing for like three <laughs> weeks. What does that say about Kentucky? <laughs> that says a lot about Kentucky. We're erasing the season, erasing the, yeah. the record from. How convenient. Yeah, yeah. You can, t- you can tell I'm having therapy right now. <laughs> yes, she is. And then, so what's going on with Georgetown? Well, just like I said, it's it's interesting because Georgetown, be, if, if, if we were having this talk last week at this time, uh, we would not expect Georgetown They'd to be, be in the tournament. Yeah, they wouldn't be in. And so they win their conference. They're not tournament. even on. They're like. No. They're on nobody's radar? They're not they're not no, even on the radar. Not yeah. even on the radar. Yeah. Just yeah. came up out of their conference. And now here they are. Yep. Now here they are. They, Patrick Ewing. Yep. And, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, they said that that's really the big story well, here. We yeah. just we just talked about the coaches being yep. – and, and every year in March Madison, the coaches are kind of a celebrity. Uh-huh. And, and Patrick Ewing – Well, he already, actually is he a actually, celebrity. He's actually a celebrity. <laughs> so it'll yeah. be very interesting to see who he goes up against. Well, with Patrick Ewing, what do you think his issue was with him not being able to get an actual job with the NBA as a yeah, coach? So, I know he was trying that for years. So actually, Liz, as a Magic fan, he was – I want to say I want to say three or four seasons was one of our assistant coaches right. and did a really good job. Developed Dwight Howard, 
and and just could not get a job. And and why just, do you think that was? I don't know. I mean, obviously, so there's an obvious talk, and, and we hear a lot in football uh, with the uh, being able to like coaches, not coaches, but teams hiring African American coaches. Yeah, even though the, most of the league is obviously African American. And of course, Georgetown was on the forefront of that with hiring uh, John Thompson yeah, uh-huh. back in the seventies. Yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, and having such success with him. Yeah. And, and so that's always, you know, when, when somebody like that, Patrick Ewing, who is an NBA legend, uh, mm-hmm. a college legend, when he struggles to get a job, you know, those questions will, will obviously come up. Um, and then obviously was able to find a job with his alma mater, Georgetown. And uh, this is the most success that they've had since he's been here. So it'll be interesting moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, they've had moderate success with mm-hmm. JT3. Yeah, and, yep. uh but they have never. They haven't been back to where John Thompson no, had them. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Thompson, I loved him. Yeah, fun, fun coach, and interesting in our area. Allen Iverson, who grew up in Hampton, oh yes, uh, ended up going to Georgetown, and John Thompson, who died earlier this year. Yeah. Um, Allen Iverson would talk so much about John Thompson and how much he meant to him as a coach, and Patrick Ewing will talk a lot about how much he means, how much John Thompson has meant to him. So that's been that's been kind of fun. Yeah, hearing Tony Kornhauser talk about John Thompson is <laughs> yeah, like yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. So he always he always wore John Thompson always wore a, a a a towel on his on his like shoulder when he was coaching. And so after he passed away, uh, a lot of the college coaches paid tribute, and they would wear oh, a towel nice. on their shoulder nice. just like him. Yeah, yeah. Well, the biggest thing that I with what we were talking about with Ewing was they were saying that. Uh, mostly because there's a handful of more qualified candidates and partially because it seems like NBA executives don't see him as a good fit as the lead man. Mm-hmm. If Ewing can't get hired now, it stands to reason that he may never, yeah, ever no. get that call. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... And a, co- a college coach is a different kind of a person it's, it's than, totally than, different. than an NBA you're, coach. You're so before, yeah, we, yeah. before we roll out and roll into the main event, the bubble that NCAA is trying to have, what was that that you wanted to talk about with that? Well, it's interesting because... Will First of all, and I think going through the season, Liz, we had we had every now and then something would happen where a team had to take a break or be suspended. And as a, as a fan, you just kind of rolled on with it. What it is, what it is, it was expected. But then with with Duke and Kansas, uh, and who was the other one? Uh, was there another team that had to Kentucky exited way too fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, was, it was not COVID related, but we had we had a couple of oh UVA we had Duke UV- and UVA okay. and Kansas all had to which, stop. That playing. totally wrecked the ACC tournament, yes. which is usually a very good tournament. And and so if that happens, I mean, think about how crazy that would be if that happened yeah. smack dab in the middle of March think about Madness. Gonzaga gets test positive for COVID. It would be and, insane. And, Ruins an undefeated season. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. They are talking already about, of course, the possibilities that these types of issues can happen. So, do you think that there's a huge potential this whole season could just collapse in the, oh, like a I house of cards? So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't yeah. don't say that. That scares me. <laughs> that's scary. It, it, at it, least it'll get a launch. Oh, God. Last year it didn't at all. Well, and I wonder what you're doing as a coach. If you're if you're uh, Mark Few, the the Gonzaga coach, uh-huh. you're you're taking every step you can make sure. That don't touch you, anyone. Not, just stop. <laughs> you're putting bubbles around the. Bubbles, <laughs> throwing throwing hand sanitizer at yes. I mean, man, you do not want anything to. Ha- and then, how bad would you feel yes. if you're the one that you uh-huh. know contact? Oh my god! Oh yeah, because you know how they. I mean, these are kids yeah. too. They're gonna be like, oh, I need to go see this girl. Yeah, well, that and that's the thing. What will happen? And will you be able to pull off a bubble? Yeah. And will you actually be able to keep these kids in their in their you know respective hotel rooms or in in wherever they're supposed to? Well, be? they are in Indiana. So. Yeah. Again, they should <laughs> they should be fine in Indiana. Everyone. Yeah. 
yeah. the dream destination spot. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go stop right now for this. And we're going to move on to the main event for Selection Sunday. I just want everyone to remember to just trust me, okay? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 